0: everybody, and welcome to the Change Your Thinking, Change Your Life podcast. My name is Michelle Burkhardt, and I'm your host. Welcome. All right. So today's podcast episode is titled Ditch Satisfaction. So first of all, I want to talk, um, I'm going to give you a quote that you might want to write down, and I'm going to ask you a few questions. I am going to alert you to the fact that uh, you might not be satisfied with this podcast episode. (laughs) And I'm okay with that. Um, Okay. So uh, Abraham Heschel, H-E-S-C-H-E-L, I've talked about him a lot, but he has a quote that really has struck me for quite some time. And it says, new insights begin when satisfaction ends new insights begin when satisfaction ends. Now, I got to be honest, first time I read that, I was like, oh yeah, you know, necessity is the mother of invention, right? So when you have a need, all of a sudden the, you know, the, the fix for that need comes about, right? Um, that I found the COVID time to be incredibly productive and, um, uh, efficient for me because I saw needs everywhere. And so instead of getting caught up in like my own fears or worries or um, I, ideas of risk, right? Um, I, I just made a ton of investments and, uh, you know, like infrastructure for my business, learning tech stuff, like I was in this, how can I serve my people? They have a great need, right? I want to take this in a little bit of a different direction. So new insights begin when satisfaction ends. If everything is the same, you don't need a new insight, right? All right. So let me ask you a few questions. Why do we no longer support slavery? Why do we as a a world culture do not support genocide? Why do we not support racial and ethnic inequality? Never stopped to think about that, did you? Now, some people would say, well, Michelle, it's simple and easy. Um, It's the right thing to do. You know, we we don't want to support those things, right? Okay, so why was slavery, genocide, and inequality considered right in certain times of our history. Because if you say, well, Michelle, it's just the right thing to do, right? But at a certain point in our history, it was not, not only, uh, you know, acceptable, but it was the way of life. Now, here's a question. What are we as individuals and as a society accepting that might not be accepted or tolerated or deemed right in 50 years from now. Is there uh, a common set of values that we can agree on? Now, the form of those values might change because we can't tell what our society is going to look like in 50 years, right? So the form of that might change, but Is there a value or a set of values that we can get on board with to say, this is how we wanna build our world? These are good questions, right? So one of the things that that I know, I am a prolific reader for anybody that knows me. um, It is no big deal for me to set aside a couple hours and read six, seven, eight books at a time. I am a very fast reader. I always have been. I was reading at the age of three. I consume books like I'm breathing. Okay. That's just how my brain works. I don't think that I'm any better than anybody else. I just have this. It's almost like I, I need to read more than I need to eat. Okay. Uh, I love to read. That's why it's hard for me to answer the question when people say, what's your favorite book? I'm like, uh, yeah, impossible question. Also when they say, do you have a book suggestion? Well, the answer to that is yes, but I'm going to ask you a million questions before we can get to the suggestion because the library is very large. All right. So with that being said, prophets, poets, philosophers all across the ages, right? Basically, what they're trying to do is keep us from being too happy with ourselves, (laughs) too content um, with our situations, right? With our patterns, with our rules, with our ways of life, with our culture, with our society. They like to come in and kind of stir things up a little bit, okay? They write, they sing, they speak. Um, and they become what Abraham Heschel calls as uh, geysers of disgust, disturbing our conscience, and urging us to be heartsick for the hurt of others so in essence what he 's saying is you know they rile us up, they make us feel uncomfortable right um, they 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 don 't want us to be satisfied, content, and happy. They don't want us to be living in our comfort zone. Why is that? Well, go back to those questions that we asked. It was the poets and the philosophers and the writers and the artists and even the comedians of the day who helped usher us out of slavery who are helping us to usher us out of the idea of racial and ethnic inequality. It is these people who are kind of in the background, kind of stirring things up a little bit, making us dissatisfied so that we will look at the situation that we're in and say, huh, maybe this isn't how we want to live. It, they are creating in, in us what I call a holy discontent. And there are many people who are struggling with this because they have figured life out, right? They they know that if I just do X, Y, and Z, these are the rules. These are the laws. If everybody just does this, everything will be okay. All right. Uh, that's being satisfied with the status quo. And they're also against any sort of progress, Right. And progress is messy. Progress is clumsy. Um, we're not going to get it right all the time, right? But guess what? Living in an era of slavery, that that was pretty messy, don't you think? <laughs> you know, and sometimes people, I hear that they're calling for revival, right? Uh, we need to bring peace back to this country. I love that. And... Can you imagine that in the time that you thought that the the nation was in peace, that there were many, many people who were not in peace? And so if we're going to have progress where we all have peace, we all have a greater sense of freedom and love. We might have to do something different. Make sense? This holy discontent until all of us are free. None of us are free. We we will have empty success with satisfaction. Now, listen, it's a holy discontent. That means, um, you know, you can be perfectly um, thankful and grateful for what you have, what you're experiencing, what's happening in life, and have this wanting for more, right? Um, so when, you know, you, you hear of, of heartbreak, which let's face it, all you got to do is, you know talk to another person in your life. Uh, you don't even have to turn on the news or watch TV or you know look on social media. All you got to do is talk to another person. There's going to be heartbreak in their life, right? What are we doing as individuals? Number one, to care for ourselves, but also to show care and kindness and compassion for someone else, right? So going back to that idea of uh, you know, I think yesterday when we talked about, you know, what do you want? What do you truly desire? What um, are your values? Do you have a value for the world? I think, um, if I were to boil it down for myself, I would want everybody to experience the greatest amount of unconditional love and freedom that they possibly can. Now that's a tall order. Uh, I can't just go around the world waving my magic wand, making things happen, right? But I can, as an individual, say, well, what does that mean for me as a person? And what does that mean for the people that I I spend the most amount of time for, right? I've got two teenage girls living in the house here. My definition of unconditional love and freedom might be very different than theirs. And I assure you it is. And so when I'm interacting with them, How can I do it in such a way that, uh, you know, it it might make me kind of stirred up. Um, There are some things that I do for my kids that I'm like, oh, this is not my my preference. But that's what they need. There are many things that I do with and for my clients that. You know, I might look at it and say, that's going to be a hard row. But yet that's what they're choosing. And so I support them in that until they come to that awareness of, oh, I get it, right? There are issues that are happening, um, you know, all around us that are painful, that are hurtful, that, um, you know, many times because we are in our own lives, we're not even paying attention. We don't see it. We just don't see it. And so a lot of people will avoid um, the prophets and poets and philosophers and artists and comedians. Or they will uh, you know, read the books or listen to the shows or whatever, but they won't do their thinking, they won't drop down into their heart, they won't look around and say, What does this mean to me and my world? So that's what I'm asking you to do today. Um, when you come to a place where something is uncomfortable. Something is kind of shaking you a little bit, maybe in your thought life. Uh, you know, maybe somebody shares a thought and all of a sudden everything in you is kind of triggered. Step into that. Ask yourself why. Uh, maybe you had an interaction with somebody and I, I had an interaction with somebody the other day and 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 I was like, I was, I just, I can't even explain to you the spectrum of feelings that I had. And when I really sat with that, I realized It was because this person who is in a leadership position is doing things that they think are right, but it's the status quo. It's what has been applied in the past, and it's not really giving people true freedom. Or the other day when I saw a post and a a fellow speaker is judging people um, for how they interacted with him during uh, a talk because of their degree status. Or their personality style. And I was like, oh, why does that bother me so much? Because that person was not stepping into a place of service, safe space and love. In order to truly serve those people, they stepped into a place of judgment. And that's something from the past that I feel like, oh, man, if we can come to this place where we all see each other as valuable, as inherently good, as a part of ourselves where we no longer other someone else. Can we all get to a place where we're unsatisfied with the othering? Maybe I'll do a podcast episode on that. We'll see. But ditch your satisfaction. Satisfaction is not a measurement of success anymore, fulfillment is not a measure of success anymore. Your success, your security, your safety comes from making sure the whole tribe, whoever's in it, whatever that means to you, has unconditional love and freedom. It is no longer the survival of the fittest. It is the survival of us all. And with that, I leave you. Uh, Go forth. Go out into the wild. Enjoy yourself. I don't know. I'm on such a high right now. I can't even think about the conclusion. You know what the conclusion is. You say it to yourself. Okay. All right. Love you guys.